everybody. Welcome to episode 5 of So What Do You Do? The Tinder Day Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Gordon. It's going to be a doozy today. We got all the greatest things from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today, not the 90s. The 90s suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm in a silly mood, I guess. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. This is a podcast where I go on Tinder dates uh, with uh, Tinder women from Tinder. And uh, this week, um, I've got Vivian on the show. Uh, she was a fun, a fun date. And sorry, I'm I'm recording this live over the music right now. For some reason, I don't know why I decided to do that, but. I'm very distracted by it, so <laughs> I should probably not do that again. That's good music. Okay, back on track. Uh, I had a date with Vivian. Uh, it was a fun date. Um, the audio, we had some audio issues because the third wheel, Dustin, uh, was on an audition and um, they held him later than he expected, so he was 20 minutes late, so the first 20 minutes... I, you know, I didn't want to, A, I didn't want to make her wait, and B, I like to capture what happens when we first meet, because that's part of it, you know, it's cool. So I, uh, I recorded the first 20 minutes of this date on my cellular telephone. It sounds alright, actually. You know what? You know what, Dustin? I don't need you. I don't need you no more. I'll just sit on a couch with a phone. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it definitely sounds better. You, you can notice the difference, uh. Once the mics turn on, um, you'll hear Dustin come in. We'll chat with him a bit. And then uh, it'll be normal recording sound. Um, Gosh, what else about this date? Uh, We talked a lot about music. Some about drugs. um, And, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. She was cool. Um, I say let's just get right into it. Huh? What do you think? Tweet me your response at Michael J. Gordon. If you said yes, if enough people say yes, then I'll just get right into it. If people say no, then I'll ramble on for another 20 seconds. Looks like everybody said no. Ramble time. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, Alright. This is my date with Vivian. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Uh, you can have a seat here. Cool. The third wheel is not here yet. God damn it, Dustin. <laughs> Fucking Dustin. What is he doing? He's on an audition. Oh. So. Is he an this, actor? Yeah. It's for the water. Of course, yeah. Did you bring your own as well? I did. Uh-oh. Mine's, mine's purified, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mine might be, too. It's oh, from yeah. Squirrel. Oh. Squirrel water, huh? Mm-hmm. Fancy. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. That um, was my first time going there. Today? Yeah. Oh, it's super good, right? Yeah, it was good. What did you get? Um, I got... What did I get? I got a sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that had ancho pepper and kale and ricotta. It was good. Mm. Simple. Sounds good. Their breakfast is really good. I would recommend going for breakfast. Well, my friend and I... So the people behind us left an entire plate of the crispy rice salad when they left. And my friend's like... I want to try that. Like, <laughs> I do too, so we ate it. Really? I've never done that before, but... <laughs> well, hopefully uh, they don't have anything. Did they touch it at all? 
Like, seriously, barely. Huh. Yeah. It was, like, the entire plate, so. Weird. Why, why didn't they eat it? Ballers. <laughs> just like, you know what? Give us one. Yeah. I'm not even hungry. No, <laughs> I just want to look at it. Yeah. Uh, do you live over there? I live in Highland Park. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, where do you live? I live in Silver Lake, so I'm pretty near there. Gotcha. Yeah. How long have you been there? Um, two and a half years. You know, I was in Echo Park before that. Cool. How long have you been in Highland Park? I just moved to L.A. in technically May, and then oh. I was here January through March also. Cool. Um, and you moved straight to Highland Park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like it over there? It was my top choice. Echo Park was my, like, first choice, but some friends, like, had an open Highland Park's spot. already the new Echo Park anyway, so... <laughs> so well, I'm from that. Portland, and I was trying to get away from Portland, so I feel like Highland Park's, like, kind of Portland vibes a little bit. I feel like Echo Park is super That's Portland. That's true. That might be, everywhere is, maybe, yeah. that I would want to live. Yeah. Um, good point. <laughs> uh, but it's also just kind of far. It is a little far from everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the one downside of living there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got really sick of Echo Park, to be honest. Not that Silver Lake is that much different, but right. it's just enough different. Well, in my ideal brain, I have some friends that live like right above Elysian Park, so oh, like yeah. that, like I want to. That's live where I at lived. The park. Oh, uh, well, I lived on like by like Fix Coffee. Do you know where that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. I lived like right there. Cool. And then I lived down on the other side of Sunset at uh, by like Carroll Avenue. Mm-hmm. Do you know that street? Mm-hmm. Well, if you live up near Fix Coffee, you're pretty much really far away too. So <laughs> that's like li- living in Highland Park. Kind of. what? From what? From everything or from Sunset? Well, it's kind of inconvenient a little bit. I, I could walk to Sunset from there. That's true. But yeah, there was, there really wasn't, I mean, now there's a little bit more, but there wasn't all that much to do. Mm-hmm. In I mean, there was like, there were like four bars and five restaurants <laughs> and that was kind of it. Gotcha. And like two coffee shops. Yeah. But now there's more. I like Woodcat. Yeah, I've only been there, like, twice. It's good, though. It's really good. I work freelance, so I kind of, like, frequent the coffee shop circuit. Oh, yeah? i got to find one for after this, too. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations near Around here? Yeah. Not really. That's cool. That's the cool. coffee around here kind of sucks. <laughs> don't, definitely don't go to... Oh, rock paper. Across the street. I don't want to put say it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. Okay. This good place down here, Elderberry... It's okay. Their coffee's not good, though. It's, like, pretty... It, it just They just, like, have pots sitting out that you pour yourself. Mm. So if you're into coffee... Okay. Yeah. I, I'm somewhat into it, so a nice one would be nice. Yeah. Um, what... Uh, well, mostly, I just need someone worth Wi-Fi, so I'm oh, okay. willing to bend <laughs> in either direction. Um, wh- uh, what's your... What are your favorite coffee places? A, well, I just go to Cafe de Leche a lot, because okay. it's, like, down the street from me, and yeah. the coffee's good. Yeah. That's the that's the Mark Marin one, right? Is that on York? I don't yeah. yeah. Mark Marin goes there? Yeah, mm-hmm. supposedly. Does Mark Marin live in the neighborhood? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that's that. right up the street from there, I think. Hey Ray. You're his neighbor. Okay then. I'll <laughs> find him. I don't know what he looks like though. Oh really? Yeah, I may have seen him, but I don't know. Hmm. He yeah. looks beardy and or like goatee, long, dark hair. Okay. Or no, maybe it's short now. I don't know. He's I've only listened to a couple of his podcasts. Really? Yeah. Recently one with P.T. Anderson. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. He's been... I haven't really been listening lately. It was really good for a while, and then I got bored of it. His <laughs> intros... Either his intros or outros are, like, one of those two is too long. Oh, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I skip right past them. I think everyone does. <laughs> so, so it kind more. of just doesn't help the sponsors, really, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to listen because I was like, oh, it's interesting to hear about his life. But then I just, I was just like, after like the fifth breakup that I heard about, it, I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I can't. 
anymore. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So, how long have you been podcasting? Uh, a couple months. Well, I've been po- I've podcasted before, but for this one, a couple months. Not what, super long. What led to this? Um, I don't know. It's just an idea I had. Cool. Um, yeah. Does it have a name? Yeah, it's called So What Do You Do? Ah. The Tinder Date Podcast. Ah. So I assume that's a question that is asked? No, it's just a, <laughs> I was thinking of like a typical first date question. Oh, okay. Um, but what do you do? <laughs> as long as we said it. It's a hard question to answer. I'm a waffler on that because yeah. I do a lot of crap. You moved here from Portland. Mm-hmm. Did you go to school? I went to school in Seattle. Okay. And then I was in Portland five years. What did you study? Sociology. Cool. What did you study? Screenwriting. Nice. Yeah. Um, you don't do anything involved with sociology, or you do? I mean, it's kind of it's all life involved, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all encompassing, mm-hmm. but technically no. But I do arts writing. That's like social commentary based. So like you said, arts writing. Mm-hmm. I run mean? a music and art magazine. Oh, great! So you like, run it? Yeah. Awesome. It's called Redefine. Redefine. So, mm-hmm. And so we do a lot of like connecting the arts with other. Th- walks of life like literature or politics or spirituality or whatever nice ideally in a non cheesy way <laughs> what what is like a big example of uh like, con- art connected to well i don't know a, a lot of it <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> it's just like basically every article it's never just like an mp3 track from this band like a lot of blogs do. It's mm-hmm. always about more just like the philosophical aspects of like people create. Cool. That sounds more like long form. Awesome. Yeah. Long form journalism. Yeah. Super in right now, right? If I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where it is. Still not much money in it though. Uh, yeah. Music journalism is uh or music industry is just yeah. dying. <laughs> that's what I have heard. Do you yeah. play music too? No. I can. I can play piano. I like singing. <laughs> that that means yes, right? Yeah. I mean, I gave up those dreams for visual yeah. art stuff, you know? Okay. What kind of visual art do you do? Uh, I draw and I'm making these, like, sculptural objects and stuff. Nice. And film is, like, my big focus right now. Really? Mm-hmm. In what, uh, what capacity? Directing. Cool. I'm in film school at UCLA. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Just, like, a certification. Okay. One year in and out. Make my own shit. Nice. I didn't realize they did that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's an extension program. Okay. So, and it's more like way more hands-on. So you don't get gear, like you can't use their fancy gear, but you use your own stuff and you just, it's way more focused on just making stuff. Oh, that's yeah. kind of better. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. And like I've talked to some people who are like, oh, they, they like tell you about getting funding and stuff for your like, your final project is supposed to be you making a short, mm-hmm. and they like actually like teach you a little bit about financing and like all. Aspects. Imagine that, right? Teaching you how to actually survive in exactly. the field that you're studying. Yeah, it's so it's less critical theory, Crazy. more just like applicable. Good. Yeah. Man, I didn't get any of that in film school. Is where did you go? Chapman. Yeah, it seems like. Well, it <laughs> just seems like that's a criticism of a lot of people. Like I went to film school and they didn't actually teach me how to. Make films. Yeah. I mean, how to get it done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I'm a little critical of uh, of the concept. Plus, like, I've since, like, after I left film school, I taught myself how to do all the stuff you're probably learning how to do it right. in this one-year thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of that now. I've, I've started a lot of production groups. Started one here. Cool. And 
it's all like the, my whole philosophy is like is like just get it done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like don't because when you work with film kids, like people that went to film school or that are like in the industry, it's so you really get like disheartened about how long this takes and how much goes into it, how much money has to go into it, and how much time and how much effort and how much sitting around and how much all this stuff. Totally. It's so complicated. You really get bogged down in it, but it's really much simpler than that if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. Good pep talk. Yeah. <laughs> Go get them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, that's, I'm big into that. No, totally. You gotta make shit, make shit happen. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Totally. What, um, are you working on screenplays now? Or um, I'm, I'm mostly trying to do TV writing. Okay. Um, I read a lot of sketch. Um, I wrote for a web talk show earlier this year that ended. Um, and I'm trying to break into, like, sitcom. Sweet. Comedy. Any particular kind? Uh, single camera. <laughs> One that's funny. One that's funny, yes. A and sitcom that is funny, yeah. yes, that would be good. <laughs> not a, not a three camera laugh track sitcom. Mm, yes. Probably. Do not that I would turn that down, probably, as do my first Do sitcoms still do laugh tracks? They do. Yeah. It's shocking that they still do. <laughs> Are they more advanced laugh tracks, though? They're probably more dynamic, no? Not really, no. Yeah. They still sound terrible. <laughs> and it's still, like, you don't trust me to know when to laugh yeah. at this. Like, I, it's such a crutch. It's like, make it funny. <laughs> don't pretend it's funny. <laughs> well, I don't know. A lot of America probably does not know when to laugh. Yeah, I guess. But that means, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Maybe. Those are very popular shows. So who am I to judge, I guess? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what came up in class yesterday. Someone, the professor was um, criticizing Michael Bay. Yeah. Because he's, he's, like, over-the-top action all the time. Like, amazing, kind of, but also, like, obnoxious and too much. But someone's like, if it's not broken, why fix it? He's making a ton of money. Yeah. But there's also, like, the aspect of, like, people eat what you feed them. Right. And, like, you know, I, I, I am, very, like, it's really cool that these days there's, there's like, a lot smaller, more niche, like, things happening. Like, smaller networks and web stuff and all this stuff. And you can actually make a show that speaks to one specific crowd. It doesn't have to appeal to, the, to like, the lowest common denominator. But... Yeah, I don't, that's not necessarily, like, more successful or, like, makes you more right. money, I guess. Yeah. Well, some TV shows are doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you have to, like, judge it on a different metric, I think. Yeah. And, like, if, uh, I don't know, I feel like if the Michael Bay movies didn't exist, that, like, you wouldn't feel that, like, share of the market, like, completely disintegrate. Like, that money would still be, like, people would still be going... To see but movies. where would it go? I don't know. <laughs> not art house cinema, I don't Yeah, think. probably not. But it would be distributed somewhere, I would assume. Yeah. It's not like people are like, oh, there's no splogies in, in like this year's movie, so I'm not going. Right. Don't, true. Don't watch whatever you tell them to watch. That's true. <laughs> Cynical, maybe. Whoa, or optimistic. It's kind of <laughs> sure. optimistic, your viewpoint, yeah. I'm a cynical optimist. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> yes. Uh, what are these symbols up here? That's the Nerdist symbol. What is Nerdist? Oh. I, I do... I've heard of it, but I don't actually know. Nerdist is a... Well, it's... It was a podcast. It's a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Chris Hardwick. Okay. Do you know who he is? No. Wow. I hate the internet. Okay. Yes. Great. Cool. <laughs> Even though I work on it all the time, <laughs> I hate it. That's fine. You're yeah. allowed to uh, 
Uh, Chris Howard started a podcast. I don't really know the full history of it, but he has a podcast and then it turned into a podcast like network called Nerdist, and then he does TV production and all kinds of stuff. And okay, it, cool. it got bought out by a larger media company, and now it's just like a media company, I guess. And then, so this, the place where we're at right now is the school, Nerdist School, which does like improv and um. sketch and things. So. Are they good? Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I'm biased. I went there. I just oh, got put okay, in a house okay. team. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I would actually, I, I would really recommend it. I've been thinking about taking improv classes. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I don't. I'm realizing the world is huge, and there are many aspects to it that I do not know anything about. Well, that's why you have to <laughs> take the classes. But the I mean, but you have to take a class from a teacher that you think you'll like, right? Ideally. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't worry so much about that when you're first starting. I would just get yourself. If it's something you think you might be interested, in, just like explore it. Get yourself like willing to do it that's kind of the most important thing see for me i think it's more like a one-off experiment i'm not like trying to get into improv but right. who knows i guess yeah well i will say not to disparage <laughs> any one community over another i really love the community here if if it's a matter of like i don't know how you are like as a like if you're willing to perform i wasn't for a long time in my life i definitely got there before i yeah. came here but like definitely this is a very supportive place which is kind of needed i think if you've never done improv before you like need to feel supported yeah that makes sense well i kind of want to do it to like i can feel myself going through this cycle of being more becoming more outgoing and it's like i want to feed that you absolutely should i yeah Yeah. you definitely should i i've gone through that exact same thing cool uh yeah i will say from being somewhat on the other side of it (laughs) It's a. Uh, I'm very glad that I was willing to give into it. Okay, awesome. Because uh, in high school I was like super, super like goofy and willing to perform and did improv and f- music and plays and stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason in college I just like kind of got the much weight more, of the world crushed. Right, you. <laughs> exactly. And much, much less willing to like put myself out there uh-huh. in that way. And it took like five or six years after I graduated to start doing it. And where are you on the spectrum now? Uh, I'd say like a seven and a half. Where was high school you and college you? Let's say it was like a, let's go seven in high school, seven or eight in high school, like a three or four in college, now back up to a seven or eight. Okay. Maybe. Rough estimates. Okay. What about you? Were you, were you ever, did you go? I was maybe like more outgoing when I was really, really, really young. Really? Yeah. Were you like a hyper kid? No, just like a bossy. Really? Yeah, bossy kid. <laughs> Who like always wanted to carry like the giantest suitcase even though I was like the tiniest person. <laughs> like, like, let me do it. Yeah, I can do it. Prideful. Really? Yeah. That's a, I think that's probably a good quality in a kid. Because like, yeah, it means you want to like, be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Climb I, the mountain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. There he is. Hello. Hi, uh, I'm not really here. <laughs> oh, you're not, oh, you're not He's here. Not really here. Um, How'd your audition go? That's good. <laughs> That's good. You know, living the dream. Great. Think you're gonna get a call back? I don't know. I don't know. So we've just been recording on on my phone. Cool. And we'll switch over once you get going. Um, we can just keep talking. He'll okay. do his thing. Just right. pretend he's not even here. He's not even. It's uh, kind of hard. He's dressed all nice with a suit and t- with a suit, with a shirt and tie. <laughs> but don't let him distract you. Um, how does the improv? classes here or the group 
treat women? Because I've heard there's like some groups that are it's harder to be a woman in or something. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a big concern in the community right now. I think uh, I am not a woman, so I can't speak directly to that. I do know that um, they have a, they have like specific uh, like meetings. And like outreach Whatever. to women in the community uh, to try intimidator, and date or outcast or get them mistreated or anything here. like that. So mm-hmm. I think like they're, make sure they're absolutely they're conscious of it. There's a lot of women. Nothing's happening. Half the, like, and more than half of the teachers are women. Like um, there's a lot of uh, women students. I mean, there should be. There, there's not as many as there could be for sure. What are the like percentages? Like breakdown. Yes, if you just had to like. Get well, for instance, I just got put on a team, a house team, and we've got two women to six men. Okay. So it's not great. It could be better. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's something that they're conscious, cost, constantly being conscious of and making sure they mm-hmm. do better at. And I think, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, if, if it was something you were interested in, I could try and find you, the like, the next time they're meeting, because they're constantly doing, like, I forget what they're called. Do you know what they're called? <laughs> the women, like, outreach... Groups the that seminars do. that they do? Yeah, they do yeah, like seminars. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they're called. They do yeah, but I, I could definitely point you in that direction. Um, sorry. Distracted for a sec. Just want to save that. Make sure it's good. All right, great. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I've heard... There's definitely, like... Have you heard about, like, like UCB stuff? Or Maybe. Like, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know details, but I just had a friend that went there and said it wasn't very welcoming. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've definitely heard that too. I don't have any direct experience with that yeah. either, so I don't want to like talk shit or anything like that. There's something I don't know about, but there's definitely like definitely like a thing in yeah. the community that people are conscious of and talking about. So, as with every art community, right? Yeah, but that would be a real a real that would be like super shitty to like. I mean, it. I guess I've never really thought of it, but which is like you know. <laughs> they don't have to think about it, I suppose. Yeah. But that it can actually, like, keep someone like you from wanting to do it. Mm. I think that's terrible. Not not on your end. That's terrible on right, right, right. this end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't keep me from wanting to do it. It's just Something interesting to, to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> have you experienced that kind of stuff in the art world? Uh, I mean, there's always discussions in the art world about how, like, if you have, like, a group show, it's, like, very minimally represented by women, that kind of thing. And then, like, just as a, like, filmmaking, there's, like, not very many women directors, and definitely not very many women minority directors, so that's... Totally. Yeah. Do you, do you have, like, an eye towards that at all in your, in your, uh, when you, in your... Like, Sorry. am I writing about yeah. minority women issues? Like, yeah, or is that, like, a part of it? Nope. Not at all? Nope, not at all. Um, I guess I did think a little bit, like, the screenplay I'm working on, that, like, with it's kind of semi-autobiographical in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, would the main character be an Asian female? Because that's not often seen. Yeah. I don't know. Initially, I didn't think that, because we're just, like, kind of programmed to see the white person on screen. Right. Um, but then lately, I've been thinking about that a little more. That's good. Yeah. I mean, do you, is there like some kind of like weird pressure and reverse pressure to like, to like either write for that or like specifically not write for that so you're not seen as writing for that? Or is that like something right. you think about? Um, good question. Um, I mean, right now, 
I guess I haven't thought about it enough that there is pressure in that yeah. way. Um, because to me, the story is the story and the ethnicity isn't necessarily the thing, but it's just more as I'm realizing there's very few women minority directors that like that person, even the actress should probably be more represented in my own work as well. I don't know, especially if it's semi-autobiographical. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not a giant leap you have to make. No, like, it's not. You're making a semi-autobiographical piece to like make it about someone that's similar to you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but. Uh, huh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, there's definitely a huge problem with that on TV Yeah. and in film. Yeah. But hopefully, though, the direction that I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely, like, some strides being taken. And hopefully, I'm, I'm like, optimistic that, as just a fucking white guy, <laughs> that, uh, like, the more, the more, like, uh, democratic the, uh, the process becomes, as, as, like, online and things like that, that, that will open up yeah, that totally. option, I guess, or, like, make it more, yeah, it seems like, you, like, there's more pressure to prove yourself first before you can, like, get a big like job or notoriety yeah, or something. I don't know. Totally. Well, yeah, and then you go look at the film schools and the art schools, and it's just like more. It's a lot of women. It's like half women at least. Really? Yeah. So, in all my classes, are like that. That's great. I think in art school, it's actually more women than men who go to art school. Hmm. So, I don't know. Do you think that that's new, or is there like some kind of wall that women and minorities are hitting between school and? and like work I don't think it's new yeah, at least yeah. in the art world it's not new yeah. from my research yeah huh. yeah I don't know about film school yeah I'm trying to think about I mean my my school is pretty diverse it's uh, it's hard for me to even remember <laughs> to be honest again not something that I like consciously have to like mm-hmm. consider yeah I guess but yeah there were definitely like plenty of women screenwriters I'm sure there were more men though yeah probably I don't know. There's also a lot of international students in all the programs, right, in mm-hmm. film. So I'm, like, wondering, do they stay here and make films, or do they go back? Do you have any sense of that? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, may, I know America in general has a real problem with, like, keeping international students here because we have, like, weird immigration laws. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, pretty dumb <laughs> because if we're educating people, we should, like, make a concerted effort to keep them here to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, they, ideally... The goal is that they would be able to find work visas, right? But mm-hmm. not everyone can find a job in that way. Right. So. Yeah, I'm not. I can't speak to that really at all. I don't know. Um. What? Uh, wait. So you've been here since May, sort of since January. Yeah. Um. In are you are you liking LA? Very much. Yeah. yeah. More than Portland. Yeah, I was done with Portland, like, years before I moved. I just wasn't sure where I would move. And I've, like, never... I grew up in the Bay Area. Okay. And, I don't know, LA, I just had this stigma forever. Like, the, the like, west side, like, plasticky yeah. LA stigma. Um, yeah. So I never thought I would move here until a bunch of, like, really close friends moved here. And they're like, you would like it. And then I came down, I was like, okay, I do actually like it. And I need diversity after living in Portland, so... Oh, yeah, it's yeah. very white, right? It's very white. It's very um, 25 to 35 also. Yeah. Like, I got weirded out because I stopped seeing old people. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Are they eating them? I know, right? <laughs> no, everyone's vegan. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I also, like, am I allowed to talk about drugs? 
I I also like was on acid and took like this bus trip up to North Portland and like I'd taken the bus like all my life like living in other cities and it never weirded me out to see different demographics of people get on the bus but if you're living in like the central part of Portland you don't really see like black people or like really any minorities other than white people and uh wait white people are minorities anyway <laughs> so i rode the bus up you say we're going to do it now <laughs> we, we need rights now just kidding black lives <laughs> whatever um so yeah i rode the bus up to north portland and i got like seriously weirded out seeing like overweight african-american people for the first time in my life and i was just like i've been living in portland way too long for the first time in your life in my life yeah because like, i've been used to seeing that huh yeah. Wait, so you had ne- wait, you're saying you've never seen a black person before? No, no, no. I everywhere else that I lived outside of Portland, I was used to seeing black people okay. like on the bus. So Just it never weirded me out. But then I lived in Portland for 3 years and I got so not so you're used it was the to first seeing time that. that. It you yeah. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a aha moment for me. Got to get out. Yeah, basically. Where uh, where in the Bay Area did you grow up? Uh Pleasanton. I've been to Pleasanton. Oh, I stayed in Pleasanton in high school for a little bit. Why? Uh, I w- took a trip with some friends to like uh, Yosemite and San Francisco and all over and uh, uh, Reno and Lake, oh, what's Tahoe. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend's dad lived in Pleasanton. So we stayed with him. That was like our home base kind of that we kept coming back to. Oh, nice. Mm. Lucky you. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Yeah, you know, well named, I suppose. Yeah, very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, really boring there. <laughs> I kind of hate the Bay Area. Really? Yeah, it's like the last place I would think I would want to live. Really, <laughs> unlike the entire West Coast, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Have San Francisco's sp- cool, but that's it. Yeah, I like. And I, it's weird these days. I really like visiting San Francisco. But yeah. I don't think I would want to live there. And yeah, I think it is totally weird these days, right? Yeah, it's like not livable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, unless someone's going to be my sugar daddy, but... It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Worth a try. Anyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you spent any time, like, in the other parts of the country? Lots, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of nomadic. Cool. Do a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. What's How about you? Yeah. I have done less in the last couple of years than I would, like... Well, I took, like... I got kind of over traveling for a few years, and then I've been back into traveling, but I haven't done much of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been out of the country in a while. But yeah, I like I like I've been to a lot of the states, like going all over. What's your favorites? Favorite hot spots? I don't know. It's hard. It's really really hard for me to say what parts of America I like. I don't know why. Because uh, I think one of my favorite cities is Chicago, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. But it's I have just a weird perspective on it. Uh, I love I loved Portland. I like New York. Okay, I would absolutely never want to live there. Yeah. I like San Francisco. I would absolutely never want to live there. And I haven't been to like I haven't spent like I've spent some time in like a lot of this was like when I was a kid in like Denver or like Boulder or some other places that like I've heard that I would like. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything. Like, I don't have any real sense of what they're like or if I would like them. But, yeah, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> Denver's cool, in the, or Colorado's cool in the summer. Yeah. They have really cool, like, thunderstorm rain seasons. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Does it get hot there, you know? I mean, not crazy. But 
I think when I take the like what city should you live in test, Boulder is like one of my always one of my tops. Do you like outdoorsy shit? I mean, yeah, but that's not like it's not like my defining personality trait by any means. I wouldn't say I like the indoors and the outdoors equally. I'd, I'd mm. say. I wonder what uh, what the quizzes find like think Boulder has for you. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Are you uh, are you outdoorsy? Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do a lot of hiking and things. Yeah, I mean, I lived in the Northwest for fifteen years. It's kind of like ingrained. That's true. Yeah. You know Mount Hood, right? Yeah. I actually didn't go to Mount Hood that much. No. Not that much. I didn't have a car in Portland. I, like, used it so little that it hence died. The, hence the bus revelation. Right. Indeed. <laughs> I yep. have to take the bus with those minority yep. people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have a car here either till recently. Really? And I'm still trying to fight the power. <laughs> we'll see. But my bike got jacked, so it kind of uh, put a sucks. wrench in my plans. Stolen? Out of my front yard. You? When I was like, I was gone for a two week road trip up the coast, like, and uh, before I left, I like looked at it, but I was in a rush. I was like, I should really lock that up. It Did wasn't it? locked up at all. No, it was in my yard though. Is it fenced? Yeah, and it's like up these stairs, but we mm. have a back door, so I didn't lock it up. One morning at like seven a.m., a bunch of people came and like jacked all of our bikes out of our yard and my roommates were awake because everyone wakes up super early so like it was like 7 a.m you can you don't jack someone at 7 a.m that's mean <laughs> oh man wait they were there your roommates were there yeah but did they, they thought they uh, they did but they assumed it was like one of us or something oh bummer yeah <laughs> so that but, feels so shitty yeah it's like on your property i know i i had my the last bike i owned was in college and i it was stolen and i just like <laughs> I just like I can't ever have one again. I know it's sad. It felt so bad. That was like my first bike that I really like picked out myself and like rode for years in Portland and stuff. So I was like very nostalgic. Yeah. And then LA crushed my soul. Those fuckers. Yeah. That's yours, not theirs. Right. And someone's <laughs> like, think of all the joy the bike will be giving someone else. Like, fuck that. I'm just gonna sell it probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe someone's enjoying it somewhere, but yeah. They're not as worthy. No, That's, I was like, I, I considered buying a bike. I, did, I didn't have a car for a few months, like two years ago. And I was like, I'll just buy a bike. I don't really want to spend another however many fucking grand on a car. Yeah. Uh, let's buy a bike for a couple hundred bucks and like get get real fit. And then uh, uh, I, I didn't want to buy like a brand new bike because they're really expensive. But, like, I was really concerned that every bike on Craigslist was stolen. <laughs> probably is. I feel like a lot of them are probably yeah. stolen. Yeah. So but I that's okay. I don't know. I don't want to ride someone's stolen bike. I would feel terrible. Don't let that stop you from getting fit. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I started hiking instead. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That got me here. Whatever <laughs> this is. Do you have any favorite hikes around the zone? I honestly do most of my hiking like through my neighborhood. Okay. But it's super hilly, so I just like go up those hills. I like an urban hike. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was really fun. I'll do Griffith Park every once in a while. Um, I've done Malibu a couple times, but cool. It's so much easier to just walk out my front door and start exercising. You know. Mm-hmm. Where do you like to hike? Um, I mean, I don't really know trails around here much. I'm like a hardcore walker, though. I like. I'll just like walk for. 10 miles someday just to do it nice yeah it's fun yeah i try to i try to get 10,000 steps in a day 
if I can. I've been pretty bad about it this month, but for the last year or two, I've been pretty good about it. I have no sense of, like, what is 10,000 steps? Well, my phone's got a uh, pedometer on it, so I get to track it. But, like, is that, like, four miles? Like, what is I think like, it's about five miles, okay. four or five miles-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. It's, yeah. And I also, like, I had to quit smoking in order to do that. So it's, I replaced smoking with exercise. Mm, from one crutch to another. <laughs> right? Well, you need something. Yeah, no, that's good. That probably helps. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great, yeah, it was by far the best motivator to quit smoking. It's like, I can't walk up a fucking hill. And I, like, feel very out of shape. I want to get into better shape. And then, like, it's so weird how it, repl- like, as, like, a stress reliever, it, it immediately replaced it. It's like, my mm. body was like, okay, what are you going to do now? Like, whenever you feel stressed, I'm like, oh, it's fucking exercise. Nice. Yeah, Did you have one day where you're like walking up the hill to your house and you just couldn't do it and you're like, that's it, something's <laughs> got to change? Was it like that? No, it wasn't quite so cinematic. Okay. Uh, I mean, I had, like, the the real thing that got me to stop smoking is that I wanted to stop finally, you know? That's, okay. like, the big hurdle. But mm-hmm. then, like, a big, like, motivation to, like, not even, like, have some cigarettes was that. I can't remember the exact, it, it, it happened pretty quick, I guess, but I don't think there was, like, a an aha moment necessarily have you stayed off <laughs> yeah nice i've been, been very good how long has that been uh i don't know it's hard to say exactly because there was there was some like i'll have one here and there yeah i mean i quit like three times the third time stuck it's been i think two two and a half years now that's good yeah well, that's pretty safe to say it's mostly gone yeah and i haven't had a like i mean you know there were obviously a few cigarettes here and there in that time but i don't think i've had one all year probably it's been at least a year since I've had one, I think. Nice. I might be forgetting one, but whatever. <laughs> do you know, do you know do you smoke at all or? I used to smoke occasionally when I was raving on, on ecstasy. <laughs> but I never allowed myself to try smoking sober. Okay. I thought I would like it. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> to all the kids out there. <laughs> <laughs> smoking is amazing. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're on ecstasy. Uh, <laughs> I've never done ecstasy. Or acid, or anything. But I'm missing marijuana. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you an active active drug user? Uh, I'm mostly a hallucinogens person. Okay. Yeah. Ecstasy's not hallucinogen, is it? No, but I'm pretty much past that phase. So you don't do Molly or anything? I mean, once in a really long while, but it's not like something I want to do that much. Yeah. Because I used to rave a lot. And I would do Molly, like, every week. And I mean, I cut down, but initially, like, every weekend or every other weekend. And I feel like I killed a lot of brain cells, like, really. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The memory definitely was not as good afterwards. That's, I don't, yeah. That's real. That's, that's freaky. Yeah. But it was I don't fun. I like that. <laughs> it was fun. And you get dance skills, so that's something. Well, do you really, or do you just think that you do? <laughs> no, I, don't, I mean, it, might, it goes hand in hand with the amount of time you go dancing, too, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it helps. Do you do, do you do like, drugs a lot? Like, hallucinogens? <laughs> uh, eh, a few times a year, probably. Okay. That's yeah. Not, that's yeah, not that much. It's like a, it's a tool, yeah. less than, like, a recreational thing. That's good. Yeah a tool to reach higher consciousness exactly have you ever done dmt i haven't that's like on the list of things to do i'm very interested in dmt i'm never gonna do it but, but it interests me because i've never even done mushrooms i'm like i'm gonna start <laughs> with dmt why don't i start with it 
No, I've re- I'm so paranoid about hallucinogens. Uh, I really don't want to do them. Well, that's a good reason not to then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to do it with the wrong mindset. Right. Yeah. I just don't like giving up control of my brain to mm. something else. That like really freaks me out. I'm very brainy. Not brainy like smart, but brainy like heady. Okay. You know, in my brain. Maybe it would help. I don't know. Mushrooms probably. Acid maybe less. Yeah. Yeah. I I stopped. I quit smoking pot because I was so I got so paranoid on pot and I was just like not fun. Like I lost all my my entire sense of humor. I couldn't be social. I couldn't be around people. Uh, I would just like want to sit and eat Cheetos by myself and then go to bed. Nice. So I quit. That's good <laughs> a long reason. Time ago. Yeah. yeah. I just recently started smoking pot again and enjoying it. I stopped for like years because one day in Portland, my roommates and I smoked and then we all went into our rooms and like kind of had solo time and I started going on the internet, which as I mentioned previously, I kind of hate. And then I just got in this black hole of like, it wasn't even that weird in retrospect, but I found all these like architect social networks. Like, where everyone on there was an architect, and they talk about architecture and stuff. And that, like, weirded me out so much that, that, that it, like, ruined pot for me. Well, for that's years. the weirdest story I've ever heard. Wait, why did that, why did that weird you out? I think I just... you're a I think pot? I got overwhelmed by the sheer, like, multiplicity of existence and how, like... That, that there's multiple... That there's actual social networks just for architects, and there's more than one of them? Yes. And then, like, that's such a niche, and then, like, what else exists that I don't know? It's, <laughs> it was too much. It's all there at your fingertips for you to explore on the internet. I don't, I don't want to do it, all and right. definitely not on pot, never again on the internet. That's <laughs> so bizarre to me. <laughs> My dad's an architect, I should tell him about these social networks. Do you have any of their names? I don't, I blocked it out, no, sorry. That's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good without it. <laughs> I know, when I talk about it, it's like, that's not that weird. That's not weird at all. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, the story's weird. It's not weird that there's <laughs> social networks for architects. I guess not. They're also, I would, did you, did you get any sense of how many people were members of those social networks? I would guess it's pretty small. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, why are people even building these websites? There's, like, you're not going to make money off it, or it's going to be really hard. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Architects need a place to congregate, you know? Do they? The yeah, maybe. The International Architect Conference right. isn't... Enough. It's not in-person conferences are not enough. They yeah. must have a social network. Well, yeah. you meet, you meet, you meet that special someone at the conference. You can need a way to stay in touch. You know, you like see her across the bar. You know, stalk her on make, one making of making a making a model, <laughs> doing some blueprints. So you're gonna look on one of five architect social networks that have like 600 people each and try and find her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Is, do you have a tattoo? I do. What is it? It's from a tarot card. Okay. Um, it it basically means like connecting the physical with the social, or sorry, with the spiritual realm. This angel Gabriel has it on its chest in the temperance card. But I had uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I had some like questions about this relationship I was in that was like way more difficult than I wanted it to be, and then this dream popped up that was basically told me like if a relationship is supposed to happen it's going to be easy you're not going to have to work for it and if you're like having to force it then it's not the right thing and mm-hmm. it was like what i needed to hear about that relationship at the time but i had all this symbolism that like in my conscious life i didn't realize was connected but then when i looked it up it was like all these different things that were part of this particular card that 
Did you connected. wait? Did, this, did you see the symbol in your dream, or you just? I didn't see later? the symbol. I just saw the different like other aspects of the card because mm-hmm. the card has this angel like pouring water between two pitchers, and my dream had that. And like the different waters are supposed to like represent like ones the earthly, ones the spiritual, and okay. the angels kind of connecting the two. Um, and then there was like this number seven 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 that also played into it somehow. Anyway. Uh, I looked up the symbolism for the card and then saw this. And, then, and you liked it? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've got so many questions now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and keep them all straight. Okay. Uh, first one, do you still feel that way about relationships? Yes. That you shouldn't have to work for them? Well, no, I mean, not in that sense, but all of the, basically the last five people I've dated, it's been like cosmic, for lack of a better term. Mm. It's like... I'm not looking. It just happens, and then it happens in, like, this undeniable, like, way. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So that's what I mean. But it's not like once you get in it, it's like, oh, it's just going to be easy. Like, right. no one's ever going to fight about anything. Right. Like, not like that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's a... Uh, I'm... My general philosophy is, like, because people can, can tend to be, like, so cautious when they start a relationship, which I can be as well. But, mm-hmm. like, I try to just be, like just do it until like it like it doesn't make you happy anymore yeah and you can stop or you can reassess and try and make it happen make you happy again but like it's not that grave to like try something and like keep doing something that makes you happy until it doesn't you know, like people think so much about like well if what if in two years we like don't right. like each other anymore but, right then stop yeah deal with that then yeah but then there's also the whole thing the like companionate love or whatever that like i don't know that you actually do like if you want a successful relationship you have to it's gonna get to a point where it's like you have to actually be very consciously working towards like making it make you happy mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i don't know it's a balance yeah yeah and okay other question are you like are you super into like spirity stuff dreams and tarot cards and stuff mm-hmm yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> I am not, I should say that. Okay. Not that it matters that much. But. No, it matters. Um, the dream stuff is, uh, in recent years, has become more of a thing. Like, mm. I've always been interested by them, but in recent years, it's become, like, psychic in, like, this way where I'll have certain dreams that are hyper vivid, and I just, like, know that they're different. Like, I always make a note of them because they feel really different. And, like, the first one I had of this was, was about this guy. Um... But I, he told me something in a dream, and it seemed like we hadn't even been talking that much at that point. And he told me something about himself, like an observation about himself. Inside the dream. Yeah. And it was, like, really clear, and it was like we were having a conversation in real life. And the next day I texted him and was like, you told me this in a dream, is that true? And he was just like, whoa, clairvoyant. And, like, didn't go into it. But when I saw him the next week, like, the first thing he said to me was like, you know that dream you had? The whole day before you had that dream, I was, like, thinking those exact thoughts. Um, while I was super high on coke, so whatever. <laughs> However that connected. Um, but then, like a month later, me and his best friend had a dream on the same night where we were talking, like very mundane conversation, where I was like, I think I'm done with Portland, I'm going to move to L.A., and he was living in L.A. at the time, and he had that dream on the same night, so I don't know, hmm. where we were just, like, talking about it. Interesting. Yeah. But there's been a lot of that 
I'm like, I'm like such the skeptic, so you'll have to forgive Dude, me. Dude, I was a skeptic too. Like, I didn't, I grew up Christian and then like kind of ignored spiritual stuff forever. Yeah. Until, um, there was just this one year that was like all this crazy shit happened to me where it was like, there's something that's trying to tell me something. Like, I don't know what you think about coincidence. Everyone can like rationalize coincidence, I think. Yeah. Um, but it became so like intense for me that like I would think something and then I would read it right away in this book that like someone told me I had to read or like just mm-hmm. thing after thing after thing. Whereas, like, okay, well, this is logically, it just doesn't make sense to me, even though, like, I was trying to ignore all this spiritual stuff before, and I didn't even care. Like, it was completely, like, not interesting to me. But it was just... It, it just, like, kind of beat me over the head. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, there's something here. And then since then, it's just been, like, ramping up in this crazy way. Huh. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, experience is, like, super vital to, like, yeah. believe in something or, like, adopt something as, like, part of your life, I suppose. And so it, I can't say for certain that if I didn't have that experience that, or if I did have that experience that I wouldn't start to be more open to it. Yeah, totally. But I just have such like a, yeah, I don't know. I don't see the, yeah, I have, I have, I have, I have like a very scientific view of dreams mm-hmm. where they're just like you processing, your, it's your brain, I've always heard that it's your brain moving things from short-term memory to long-term memory essentially. Mm. So you're like processing everything that you've stored in this like one part of your brain and moving it to another part and it just like kind of jumbles up so what would you say if you had a dream where you're like because i've had scientific friends who've had dreams where like you so another friend has the same dream or yeah. you, whatever um what would you my say? instinct would be that there was something that happened between us recently that caused those dreams to be similar uh i mean you know Obviously, there, maybe there's something, like, crazy that's undeniably, like, <laughs> like connected or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that would be my instinct. My first instinct. I had this... I was working on this documentary about psychics. So yeah. there's, like, these... There's, like, the corner store, like, psychic, where you're paying, like, $5 to get a tarot reading. But there's also these people who work out of, like, masseuse offices or whatever, and they charge, like, 50 to to $100 an hour. It's, like, a different kind of psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was interviewing all of that, a lot of them, and... I thought it was interesting, like, they would all liken it to, like, a singing ability. Like, for some of them, it's not necessarily, like, spiritual. It's like a, it's like a muscle you're exercising, kind of. Just, like, uh, you can train yourself to do it. Like, people would just compare it to, like, either you're born with, like, a singing ability or you maybe are born with, like, an okay ability that you can train and get better at or you're just, like horrible at singing like and that yeah. would be what i just guess if i i guess my thing is that if if psychics are real then m- my entire world my like the my entire view of the universe is like based like is completely wrong so it, ta- it will take a lot you know what i mean but to is, overturn that but would it be completely wrong because isn't there scientific proof about things being connected on like a nano level or whatever well, there's like um uh fuck what's it called uh Oh my god! I wish I could pull the term for this—the thing where like t- like two particles exist at the same time. Right. Uh, entanglement stuff. Maybe. Okay. Until like you observe it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like two. Yeah. Two. Like like two particles exist in this in two different places, and then as soon as it's observed or it interacts with something, then it solidifies its space, its place in space mm-hmm. and time, uh, which is 
awesome. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's obviously, like, a million things that we, like, don't know and that could possibly explain this kind of stuff, I suppose. But, like, I guess my big thing is, like, if you can see... Not only... If you can see, like, what happens to people, not only does... Uh, not only does free will definitely not exist. Like, that solidifies that, which is, like, something that I'm not sure about. Uh, and then not only is time, like... Uh, a constant like it's not you know time doesn't move it's a constant you know so that you can actually like see other spaces in time uh but also like some people have like some people's brains are able to do it and some people's aren't it's just like a lot of steps mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. uh which i actually don't i'm not sure if free will exists or, or like or doesn't or time is concurrent right I, I would tend to believe that time yeah that time is Time is a is a, dim- a spatial dimension, right? Which is what psychics believe too. Really? Yeah. And uh, I was talking to one who is like, what I find really interesting about talking to them is finding out what they think is difficult. Mm. And a lot of them have like a really big problem with time because they're like, I can see this person that so and so is hypothetically supposed to be with, but I can't pinpoint the timing because time is like not. A real thing, hmm. a concrete thing. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. I believe now. No, I'm just kidding. But that is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would make that would follow, I guess, if if indeed they're like, this is really a power that they have, and it in, it indeed does mean these things about the way the universe works. Yeah. Then they would have that problem. Yeah. We'll see what happens with <laughs> that whole thing. We'll see. Is there like something happening? Is there something Something's happening? Something's happening. <laughs> uh oh. Well, I think as we find out more about physics, that that'll either yeah. I think it'll shed some light on that. Quantum physics—that's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, quantum uh, physics. I'm glad that I was able to pull that. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was gonna ask you something else. I can't remember what it was. What was it in the wheelhouse of? I don't even know. Okay, great. We went off on so many interesting <laughs> tangents there. Um, yeah, I don't know. What uh, what kind of like music are you into? Not, not to go back to the uh, uh, music versus society. Thing. I like like really good pop music. Not necessarily like radio pop music, but. Uh, like I like some of that too. Um, What's really good pop music? I'm really into this musician right now named L.A. Priest or Love Priest. Hmm. I don't even know where he's from, but he's on um, Mute Records, I think. Really good album, kind of like Prince vibes, me like R&B also. Cool. Um, yeah. What else? My friends are in this group called Shy Girls, also like new R&B type stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I like I like R and B, R and B, and soul, and and like experimental electronic stuff. Kind cool. Of. Yeah. You. <laughs> I'm I'm into I don't know what I'm into. I just like haven't been paying attention to music since college. But I was into I was like typical like indie kid mm-hmm. in college, that kind of stuff. Like, what was your jam in college? I really liked um, like a Montreal. Uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, Wilco, Arcade Fire, that kind of stuff. Staples. 
the staples. Yeah. And then since then, I've most of the music I listen to has been like me rediscovering things that I should have been into before and wasn't. Mm-hmm. Your uh, your your Fleetwood Macs, your Dolly Partons, mm-hmm. your Elvis Presleys. Your... I feel like Elvis is like grossly underrated for our, our generation. It's, yeah. Why? Well, here's my experience: is that I always thought. But this is true for him and Dolly Parton. I always thought they were like jokes. Because uh. there were they were so consci- constantly like referenced in culture, and they were often made fun of or like joked about mm-hmm. in some way. And like the mo- most I knew about Elvis was like his like bigger hits, which are not that good, and his, the fact that he like moves his hips weird. <laughs> you and know, he died and he on the toilet. Weird. He died on the toilet yeah. and he goes like very much. And yeah. He, uh, <clears throat> but. Holy shit, he's still good. Yeah, he's still good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know why, like, yeah. Not only is he, like, so good, but he's, like, such an important part of, like, American music history and rock history and music history in general. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, were you always into Elvis? <laughs> Was I always into Elvis? Uh, no. <laughs> you born with it? My parents didn't really listen to music growing up, so I was, like, definitely not acquainted with a lot of, like, a western rock mm. stuff like i didn't listen to the beatles really till like college whoa yeah i knew a couple people like you it was always so weird <laughs> I was like how do you are you just getting into the beatles right i've been listening to them since i was four it's a different world yeah it's a different world yeah and what'd you think well i mean they're great <laughs> yeah, they're pretty great <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i got my cues from my brother who was really into hair metal when we were young so i have a deep Deep oh love for Guns N' Roses. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, like, I just have my earliest memories of music videos I like are, like, fucking Black Hole Sun. Do you remember that video? Amazing. Yeah, I think so. You should revisit it's, it's it. It's just Chris amazing. Cornell in front of, like, a... It's a bunch dark. of... It's really surreal and, like, lots of melting, like, Barbie dolls and stretched out faces okay. and stuff. That sounds familiar. I loved the song. Yeah, I was a big good. Soundgarden fan in high school. Word. <laughs> yeah, Faith No More. Epic. Faith no More. Wait, also how old is your brother? Video. Uh, 37? Okay. So he's prime hair metal age, right? Uh-huh. And then and then the phase of post-hair metal was gangster rap, so I'm into some mm. of that as well. Those are two genres I don't like. Oh, man. <laughs> or don't listen to. What about, like, Tupac? You live in L.A. Pre- yeah, I know. I'm pretty hip-hop illiterate. Um, I get constant shit about it. Uh... There's some that I like, but I don't really seek it out. And, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cut. I don't know. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago with a bunch of, like, white Jewish kids. What about, like, Eminem? <laughs> oh, I hated Eminem so much in mm. high school. I hated it. I hated Eminem, and I hated just, like, well, I also, like, how old are you? 32 almost. Oh, okay. Uh, so you, you, you know what I'm talking about. There was, like, this... This weird, the like rap rock shit. Oh yeah, and then the worst. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> so that was like kind of like all of my friends like went from like from like rock from like Matchbox Twenty to like Limp Biscuit to like Chevelle, uh-huh. and then to like Eminem. <laughs> I guess Chevelle then Limp Biscuit then Eminem. So like. I don't know. All the, like, rap rocks, I hated all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I hated, like, everything that my friends are listening to. That they, Tangentially associated with that. Right. Yeah. Got it. 
but there's still there's definitely some hip hop that I I can get down with, as it were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, what what might that be? I don't know. I can't talk about it with any intelligence. Okay. I like like. Let's not get into okay. that. Then. <laughs> I'll save you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, standard rock and pop. And That's good. Yeah. What was your first, like, tape? First tape, first CD. Oh, God. First tape. Maybe Green Day Dookie? Okay. It's definitely the first tape I can remember. Either that or Ace of Base. Nice. And then first CD was... <laughs> A gift from my parents with my disc man or my boombox. Did I get a disc man or a boombox? I got a disc man. My brother got a boombox. I was mad because his was bigger. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Uh, it was uh, the Friends soundtrack. Oh wow! And then I think the Beatles anthology because it had just come out. Friends soundtrack. What is even on that? I don't. I really don't know why my parents got me that because I didn't really watch Friends. Uh, but it had, you know, like your Rembrandts and your. Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember. It had, it had like. I just know that song. It had like. Uh, That's maybe the only thing on the whole. Yeah, street. early '90s alternative mostly. Um. And then. First CD I bought for myself. I can't even remember. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's so fucking embarrassing. You're gonna <laughs> like it because of your brother, Mr. Big. It was either my first or one of my first. Do you know I don't even Mr. know. Big? Okay, the, I heard the, I heard this song on an infomercial, and it was such a fucking earwig. Is that what it's called? Ear. Sure. Whatever. It gets in your head. <laughs> yeah. And I was like nine or whatever. I was ten, and uh, it was an '80s song. I'm the one who wants to be with you. Do you know the song? It's a terrible song. But it was so catchy, and it w- I just heard like the chorus, like ha- part of the chorus of it, because it was on a compilation uh, commercial, mm-hmm. and I was like, I must have this album. And it was terrible. And I think they were like con- they're like a they're like a hair metal band, hair metal ballad band. They were called Mr. Big. They called Mr. Big. Okay. They have to have been like mostly targeted towards like twenty something women. <laughs> oh, nice. And here I was like a ten year old boy, like I love this song. Yeah. Hey, uh... uh, <laughs> and also they were targeted towards twenty something women in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, so. Nice. That was my first CD. It's good. But the first good. good music I bought, my friend showed me like Modest Mouse and Pixies, and that was kind of my foray into the stuff that I liked cool. in college and like now. Anyway, that was ten minutes on. No, it's great. What, it's what about exactly you? What I want to know. Do you know um, your first tape? In first TV? tape was the Bodyguard soundtrack, which is still amazing. I don't even know that movie. You haven't lived, sir. What is it? The Bodyguard soundtrack? Whitney Houston Classics. Oh, The Bodyguard. That's the one where he jumps in front of... Wait, yeah. is that The Bodyguard? Yeah. Okay, and that has... Uh, it has, I like, Will Always Love You on it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I prefer the Dolly version. <laughs> you gotta listen to that shit. <laughs> Go listen. That's your homework for okay. tonight. It's really good. Um, and then first CD was Spin Doctors. Do you, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely have Spin Doctors CD. Was it the one with the three two princes on it? I love that song. And the other one I had was the early one was Do you know Snow Informer? He's like this Canadian reggae guy. Canadian reggae. You should look up the song Informer. It's incredible. Okay. Yeah. That does not sound good to me. Yeah. Well, it's 
definitely something. Okay. It's like snow. Impressively bad if if you don't like it. Okay. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Interesting. Yes. I feel like we had. Well, we both got soundtracks early on. I guess that. Mm-hmm. That's a commonality. But mine is superior, so there's that. <laughs> what else is on the Bodyguard soundtrack? It's mostly all. Whitney. It's just that song over and over again? No, it's it's other nah. Whitney. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of singing. Other Whitney hits. Okay. Yeah. Like what? I don't know. Run to song. you. Like, I'm going to just shake my head no to all these. I don't know any of these songs. It. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney Houston. Yep. Yeah, and people loved her. Yes, yes. I was just like, I don't know. I missed out on so much of that shit. I'm not sure why. It's cool. <laughs> and then you've mentioned Prince earlier. I'm, I've never been a Prince fan either. <laughs> or Michael Jackson. What? I don't want to... I don't want to... <laughs> <make it better>. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Okay. I'm just being honest, you know. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, I grew up on, like, the Beach Boys, and... But they're not mutually exclusive! Uh, they're absolutely not mutually exclusive, yeah, but I just never liked it. I don't know why. I was just never... There's not, like, one Michael Jackson song that you're just like, that is, like, the jam... Do you not... Do Michael you... Jackson really turns me off. I don't know why. Okay. I mean, he's also, like, a fucking weirdo who maybe molested kids. I don't want to... Maybe. I don't want to slander his name. Okay, well, well, Prince is also a fucking weirdo. He's um, definitely a fucking weirdo. But I just, his music really grates me. I don't know why. I don't know. Like, I can't really speak to Prince. There's some Prince songs that I've heard that I like. I just never got into him. But Michael Jackson, I, I, I can say that I don't like him. Do you hate men singing in falsetto? No, because I like Queen. Okay. And I like, I liked Led Zeppelin in high school. And I wouldn't say I like them anymore. But I definitely, yeah, I can get down with some falsetto. Do you hate dancing? No, I like <laughs> dancing. What do you dance <laughs> to? Uh, I I most comfortably dance to like LCD sound system okay. kind of thing. You are yes. hardcore in the indie I indie know. realm. Ugh. Hardcore. Well, I also yeah. This is all like all of my musical taste is like was developed in college and didn't really move and except for backwards, you know. Well, Which, better than it being developed in high school and did not move as some people are. Yeah. In. But okay. Pitch Michael Jackson to me, because I've, <laughs> I've never gotten it, Do honestly. I need to pitch him? You, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I just... It's... it's you t- <laughs> what is so compelling about his music? I mean, I'm not even the hugest Michael Jackson fan, <laughs> but there's just some songs that are undeniably catchy, in my opinion, not your opinion. Do you uh, like the way he sings? Sometimes. I mean, his voice is more dynamic than just one way. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I find his voice super annoying. <laughs> I guess I could see why someone wouldn't like Michael Jackson a little mm. bit. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely met other people that don't like him. It's not it's not common, but it, it happens. I'm not the only person. Yeah. Prince, I could definitely stand to get a lesson in, I think. Because okay. I'm sure I wouldn't hate, hate Prince. I'm okay with that compromise. Yeah. That I feel like... Yeah. What's the song? Kiss, is that what it's called? That is a song. Okay. That's probably the song that I've heard most of Prince, and I really like that song. So, take that for what it is. You gotta get, um, some, people need to submit you some mixtapes. Yeah, send me some some mixtapes. Some mixtapes with songs that are not tagged with indie. 
I listen to stuff that's not indie. <laughs> I listen to... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like indie rock, too, but... I listen to... Fleetwood Mac's not indie. Come Elvis on. Presley's not indie. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fleetwood Mac is basically indie. They're, like, pre-indie indie. Mm, the same similar sonic no, universe i disagree okay i mean they're definitely sure they're they're like one step in a bunch to get to indie i suppose yeah like you could follow a straight line from fleetwood mac to to uh exactly whoever well you're not like a guy who listens to indie rock is like i really love fleetwood mac you're not like oh my god yeah you know no. Alright. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make you some, like, R&B, send me soul... Some, send me some tapes. What about, like, older soul music? Yes. Oh, I love, like, um... I'm not, like, the world's biggest authority on any of this stuff, but I love, like, uh, Sam Cooke and, like, some of that stuff I really like. Cool. Yeah. Word. <laughs> Alright. I'm back in your favor. With Sam Cooke. No? <laughs> uh, Sam Cooke's fucking awesome. Yeah, definitely. Another another musician that I discovered kind of after college. Sweet. You should listen to some Aaron Neville. You ever listen? Really? Mm-hmm. It's good. Okay. I think Aaron Neville, I have always conceived of this kind of a joke, too. Okay. You might not like his voice, actually. His voice is pretty weird. Yeah. But... He does the, like... <laughs> thing, yeah. Right? But he's good. Okay. Yeah. I'll listen to some... What is, what is, like... What are his popular songs? I'm sure I've heard. I don't know. I just have some, like that I listen to and don't really pay attention to the, the <laughs> track names. Well, sing them for me. Get out of my life. Leave me alone. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's funny, a lot of those old songs, like, if you listen to the lyrics, they're kind of, like, fucked up. There's, like, a lot of them that are, like, I'm gonna beat your ass, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sam Cooke has, like, that only 16 song. Like, yeah, that's that's yeah. Questionable. <laughs> There's a lot of songs about dating underage women and beating them. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Run For Your Life yeah, song with exactly. Beatles, mm-hmm. which, once I, like, sat and listened to those lyrics, it really disturbed me. <laughs> I was like, it's oh, pretty, no. Pretty messed up. No. My ex-boyfriend was recently reading that book that has, like, John Lennon and Yoko Ono's last interview where they're like mm. they did it while they were in bed for, mm-hmm. did you have you heard of that book no i haven't heard of that book but he was just like i was really like disappointed by that book because john lennon's kind of an asshole to yoko no i i didn't know that Having i'm not surprised by that i don't know if i knew it but yeah yeah i feel like i have to read it to see that but huh. yeah anyway <laughs> yeah i think he seems like kind of an asshole right second time um have you seen the beatles movies you know i'm not sure i think i've seen hard days night i've seen part of yellow submarine if not all of it cool uh but it's been a really long time i think it's a hard days night in film school like Mm. first week of film school maybe for some reason that's cool but yeah i can't really remember it i've only seen help and i want to watch more oh yeah yeah they're fun yeah it's such a weird thing that the Beatles had movies. Did you, do you know, um, Holy Mountain? The Jodorowsky no. movie? Mm-mm. John Lennon, uh, like, helped finance it. It's, like, really far out and weird. Hmm. 
Yaroski is like a spiritual Chilean French filmmaker, dude. It's lots of like symbolic stuff. Really beautiful, kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Really experimental, psychedelic stuff. Huh. You should look it up. Okay. What is it called again? Uh, Holy Mountains, like his biggest one, and then he has like Santo Sangre and I don't know. Look it up. Right. It's weird. I look it up. Yeah. Yep. Um, maybe that's a good place to end when we started too. Yeah, yeah, ish. Yeah. It's not there. I always have such terrible endings to the <laughs> podcast. Do you man do you, oh, do they all end like that? That's a good Pretty place much. to stop. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yeah, we do we do about an hour, so where does uh, one listen to the older one? Um, are, are any of them online? Yeah. Uh, you can search iTunes if that's how you get your podcasts, or I don't know how I get my podcasts. <laughs> you don't know this is ha- this is magically appear. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't really listen to them. Oh, okay. Every time I'm listening to a podcast, I'd rather listen to music. Mm. Almost, I'm the opposite way these days. I'm so podcasty. Uh, As you should be. <laughs> uh, well, do you have iTunes? Yes. Okay. Well, you begrudgingly, can, you can search it on there. Okay. So what do you do? You'll find it. Cool. Yeah. What are uh, what have the previous like sessions with people been like? What kind of people? Um, just pretty, just people. I don't know. Uh, they've been a sort of. I mean, I don't know how to categorize them all as a whole. <laughs> what topics have come up? Um, everything from relationships to sex to God to music to college to I don't know everything. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I've had a, a real in-depth music talk, though. So. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the first. Cool, I'm going to send you some mixtapes. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you uh, about Tinder for two seconds, because mm-hmm. you said, because you're off it now. Yes. And you, like, had a cap on, like... I was, like, 20, 20 positive swipes, and then I'm off. Why was that? Because I don't want to be on it. <laughs> Why did you get on it? Because my roommate was talking about like oh i met two people from tinder finally i'd been on there for years but i finally decided to go out with two of them and my boyfriend and i broke up in like july and i was just like new to the cities so i was like okay i'll give myself 20 swipes but i'm not really like trying to date hmm. i'm like over it over <laughs> <Are we> dating <laughs> at least temporarily okay as i said I, like the past five things have just kind of like happened so i kind of like so you're just waiting for something cosmic yeah I mean, I'm busy right now. I'm like, blah. Fair enough. Dating's like a pain in the ass. It's a, it's a big time suck. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, so 20 Should positive... Should I use the word suck there? It's no, like, it's great. You it's guys great. both left. I'm not here. Yeah, 20 posi swipes, which was actually really kind of hard. Cause, like, you have so- to be real careful about it. Well, there's just so many dudes who are just like you. They they probably just like took up their phone while they were in the car. Like, don't give a shit. Didn't yeah. write anything. Just like all look the same. I don't know. That's most of Tinder, yeah. Yeah, I heard a lot of women take pictures with guns. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, I didn't actually see that many guys with guns. It's awful. That's good. I was worried that because someone said the same thing. Like, because I have that in my profile, uh, and someone mentioned it to me the other like a woman mentioned it to me and I was like that's really surprising because yeah. I was assumed that part of the reason that so many women <laughs> held guns in their photos is to be like don't fuck with me right whereas if a man does that it's like I'm already 
terrified that you might murder me like don't add to that totally yeah <laughs> by holding a gun in your photo i heard there's also lots of women taking pictures with like giant cats yeah i think it's one specific sedated tiger it's oh. just they all there's just this tiger that every woman has a fucking photo with so really that's interesting because i did ask someone else like what are these common pictures and someone's like lots of sedated tigers yeah what it's really weird and probably like bad that it's happening because <laughs> right? the tiger's just dead they're just like yeah somewhere in the world people are just sedating a tiger so that so that women can take tinder photos with it <laughs> that's <fucking> weird <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah super huh. weird anyway have you gone on dates on tinder outside of your podcast yeah i've been on tinder for a year or two how has now. it been it's been a mixed bag Never met the love of my life on there, but I had some fun. Cool. Some some of it was pointless or boring, but most for the most part it was it's been fine. Yeah. Yeah. Word. I wouldn't be scared of it. If oh. I were you. I just don't want to put the energy in right now. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. I'm like so focused on just doing my own crap. Yeah. Gotta do you. Yeah, but. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> This is a funny table. It's a pentagonal. So you can fit five people around it. Great. We're podcasting. All right. What an ending. Huh? What a twist ending to that date. Oh, my gosh. I got to figure out how to end podcast dates. It's an odd uh, thing. Because normally, well, first of all, these are only like an hour. This one ran a little longer. But, uh... There's just such a more natural ending to a date when you're out at a bar than there is when you're sitting in a podcast booth and the guy behind the lady you're on a date with gives you a five-minute sign. <laughs> uh, I'm getting, I get the light for all you stand-up comics out there. I get the light on my dates. It's very odd. But you know what? I can deal because I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Um, okay, enough of this nonsense. Uh, I am <laughs> I'm about to go to improv practice, about to ha- do a show, just getting in the silly mood, getting my sillies out. Uh, actually, I should keep them in so I can get them out on stage. Okay, um, if you would like to know more about me, you can follow me on Twitter at Micah J. Gordon. You can check out uh, my talk show written in 10 minutes on YouTube. It's called The Show That I'm On. It's on the Senior Ditch Day YouTube page. That is a group, a production group that I uh, run at the Nerdist School. And uh, what else can you do? You can just dream about me. Uh, You can find me on Tinder if you want to come on the podcast. That is the only way to come on the podcast is to swipe right with me on Tinder and hope that I swipe right back. I am very picky. No, I'm not. (laughs) I mean... I'm sort of, I mean, you know, I have stand. I have standards. That's a terrible thing to say. I have preferences and things like that. Oh, geez. Yeah. All I'm saying is that just because you swipe right doesn't mean you get on the podcast. Because I also have to swipe right, you know. It's a matching game. That's how it works. Okay. Um, have a great week. And uh, see you next week. <laughs> I just said weak a lot for my for my taste. Okay, bye.